Welcome to Classic Movie Night with your hosts, Anna and Sean Allen. Tonight's episode, the 1990 classic, My Blue Heaven, starring Rick, <laughs> I was about to say Ricky Martin. <laughs> starring... <laughs> Welcome to Classic Movie Night. You're just going to start all the way With your host. (laughs) Welcome to Classic Movie Night. (laughs) With your hosts, Anna and Sean (laughs) Allen. (laughs) (laughs) Don't just start over. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. You guys up for a total party? Toga! Toga! I like the idea, who? Toto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You ain't heard nothing yet. It's a lie. Oh, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Take your sticky paws off me, you damn dirty ape. You talking to me? Welcome to Classic <laughs> Movie Night with your hosts, Anna and Sean Allen. Tonight's episode, the 1990 classic, My Blue Heaven, starring Steve Martin, Rick Moranis, Joan Cusack, directed by Herbert Ross. Ricky Martin. And Ricky Martin. <laughs> Hi, Anna. Hi. What's new? Um, <clears throat> not a lot. Not a lot. We got new mics. Yeah, we That's did. New. Trying these out. I hope they're good because we can basically just look at each other and talk. Yeah, got a couple of the shirt clippy mics. You couldn't get cordless ones. I could have. I just rubbed up against my mic with my facial hair. I could have for more money. Like how much more money? I don't know. Well, because when you get into the wireless game, then you got to start getting more equipment. Mm. And it starts adding up pretty quickly. So, okay. Yeah. Well. So what's new? Um, I went to the gym. I've been going to the gym. Yeah. That's been nice. I was going to go do a little exercise this morning, but I turned off my alarm and fell back asleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Good story. Good story. Yeah. Not much is new, right? Um, I mean, our update, I guess, it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, has i think we just skipped last weekend because we were tired and we were busy yeah we were really busy last weekend yeah it was a really busy weekend but we we planned a beach trip for august i'm excited about that yes um i made some pictures made some pictures well i did some artistic silhouette self-portraits oh yeah yeah on 
What was your Instagram again, Anna? My Instagram is at Anna O. Allen. And people could see these cool silhouette pictures you took? Yes, they could. Um, that just happened on a whim. Yeah. Yeah. Owen happened to fall asleep and had a nap like at six o'clock at night. And the evening light was coming in the kitchen. I was going to do the dishes, but I saw that like frame on the wall mm -hmm. with the light. And I was like, I'm just going to take some fun silhouettes and see if anything turns out good. Mm -hmm. And it did. Yeah, they're pretty cool. And I blew up Owen's balloon. He had a like a big yellow balloon ball that um, I thought would be perfect. So I blew that <clears throat> up and used it for a couple pictures too. Nice. To get that yellow shadow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That balloon came from uh, Jackson's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing that's new. We've been trying to take Owen places, but he won't go anywhere. Yeah, he's having some issues right now. Not wanting to go anywhere. Not wanting to go for a walk. Not ba wanting to go outside. Basically, the only place I could get him into is like the grocery store. Yeah. Everything else he won't go to. Yeah, it's been a good summer so far. <laughs> we keep trying to go places and nothing's working out. Yeah. But we took it easy this weekend. We had a, I had a really rough day when we tried to take him to the zoo. So the rest of the weekend, we just stayed home, laid low, relaxed, which was actually kind of nice anyway. Yeah, it's not something we've been doing a lot of lately. I'm kind of bummed about it, though, because <clears throat> the weather this weekend was, like, not too hot, uh -huh. but still really nice. So it would have been a good weekend to go outside, but it was nice to rest too yeah it's pretty chill weekend yeah um we got a yeah i don't know some friends of ours had a baby yes yesterday they did they're headed home from the hospital today mm -hmm. um yeah yeah we got a new uh we got a Nest doorbell because we have some hooligans hanging out on our front porch. <laughs> right in front of our front door. Some pesky teenagers. Yeah, but that was not the most yeah. fun thing. Not not the most eventful couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, should we just jump into the movie? Yeah. Yeah. And now it's time for uh for a movie uh movie wiki stuff. Do it. <clears throat> Okay, this is the third film in which Martin and Miranda starred together in. It has been noted for its relationship with Goodfellas, the movie, which was released one month later. Both films are based on the life of Henry Hill, although the character is renamed Vincent Vinny Antonelli in My Blue Heaven. Yeah, so I don't really know who that is other than that he was like a mobster. Yeah, Goodfellas is a movie that's a move, one of those other type of like classical like, gangs, like yeah. gangster movies that I haven't seen. I also have not seen it. But that's based on the same person. Um, Goodfellas was based on the book Wise Guy by Nicholas Pileggi. Pileggi? P-I-L-E-G-G-I? -I? I don't know. Pileggi? While the screenplay for My Blue Heaven was written by his wife, Nora Ephron. 
and much of the research for both works was done at the, at the same session with Hill. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. So Good Falls is probably a lot more serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this was... It's a serious well, This was a comedy. It was funny. Yeah. Um, I don't have the budget for this, but it made $23.6 at the box office, and it has a... Today it has a Rotten Tomato score of 68%. That's kind of a bad score. It's above. I mean, it means more people liked it than didn't. Yeah, but I feel like, why wouldn't you like this movie? Um, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Are you ready for trivia? This feels like a different dynamic without holding the mics. I know. It's kind of, it feels a little weirder, kind of like moving the segments and stuff. I don't know. It's nice, though. It's nice, it's but more I more like we can just be ourselves. I think it's going uh, to take a little bit of an adjustment, at least on my part. And now it's time for trivia, trivia, trivia. So the film's respective writers, Nicholas Pelegi and Nora Ephron, were husband and wife. Mm-hmm. So that's one. I haven't pre-read these. <laughs> Originally, Steve Martin was cast to play Barney Coopersmith with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing the role of Vinny. Nice. Uh, but Schwarzenegger was soon thereafter offered the role of Detective John Kimball in Kindergarten Cop Classic. and left the production. Uh, no. I would probably say... But that was a smart move. Oh, definitely. Um, so, failing to find another suitable Vinny for Martin's Cooper Smith, uh, Martin offered to take on the role of Vinny himself. Producers agreed and then cast Rick Moranis as Cooper Smith, who had originally been considered for the role but was unavailable until then. Mm. So it kind of worked out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, trivia, trivia, trivia. In Sweden, the movie was called How I Taught an FBI Agent to Dance the Merengue. Nice. <laughs> That's what they should have called it here. I know. Um, Henry Hill was not happy that the film was made because he knew <clears throat> it was loosely based on his life story. Really? Apparently. At one point, it's interesting because you know, like the notes that I said, like they did the research for both works, like at the same time talking with them, like they used those same well, notes. Well, maybe he knew about Goodfellas, but he didn't know about this one at that point. Like maybe this came after. Yeah, maybe. Um. At one point, Vinny calls Barney and says he got married, but not to worry that he didn't marry her under his real name. This actually happened to mobster Henry Hill when he was in the witness protection program in Seattle when he married his then-girlfriend, Shelly. He got drunk and called his lawyer, told him what happened, saying exactly what he said in the movie. His lawyer had the marriage annulled. Nice. Yeah. That's funny. It is funny. Um, trivia, trivia, so the, trivia. The other two movies that they starred in together were Parenthood and Little Shop of Horrors. Parenthood. Yeah, 1989. Oh. Which was after. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
After Little Shop, of course. Mm-hmm. Trivia, trivia, trivia. What year did this come out? 1990? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the hotel at which Barney Cooper Smith and Hannah Stubbs attend a convention for law enforcement officials is the famed Hotel Del Coronado in San Diego, California. Okay. I don't know anything about that place. Yeah, neither do I. The baseball stadium at the end of the movie is George C. Page Stadium on the campus of Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. Oh, fancy. The sound effects from the video game that Rick Moranis' partner is playing are from the Atari 2600 version of Pac-Man, which had been used previously in Superman 3. It's a very specific piece of trivia. These are getting kind of out there. <laughs> uh, retitled The Foolish Captive in the Netherlands due to the fact that a Dutch movie with the exact same title, My Blue Heaven, was released the same year. I actually found that on IMDb when I was looking for this movie before. It looks like a, a car just drove by with bass, just going crazy. And it looks like it picked it up in the mics. Oh, dang. So, that's not why that's what that was. Um, trivia, trivia, trivia. This movie was filmed in a new housing tract in Peso Robles, California, with the majority of shopping and other scenes taking place in Peso Robles and Atascarado. I said that wrong. <laughs> Atascadero. Um... <laughs> These are so bad. Should we just move on to the movie? I just want to read this last one okay. because it's like, why is this in there? The TV news reporter refers to the trial as the provolone trial. Provolone is an Italian cheese. <laughs> yes, it is. And that's it for trivia. Trivia, trivia. Yeah, because why would we read more after that? <laughs> All right. Let's jump into this movie, Anna. All right, the movie starts with a very, like, classic, like, 90s jazzy-type intro music. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, these really awkward, like, still screenshots. I liked them. That's I, when I was like, I like this movie already. They were just, like, it was, like, primitive, like, special effects. It was, like, bad on purpose. You think so? You think yeah. it was bad on purpose and it just wasn't what they're... It was the tone of the, the movie. Time. Yeah. Like, it looked like they had, like, things glued on top of each other. Like, weird, like weirdly cut out in computer programs for 1990. I don't even know how they did that. Like, maybe if it was computer animated or they just, like, literally just cut things out and pasted on top of each other. It looked like a real collage to me, like a cut and paste situation. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then we get our first like title shot. Like, there's a lot of like titles in this movie throughout the whole thing, mm -hmm. where it's basically like they're like the beginning of a chapter. They're like the beginning of a chapter, but also a little bit like of Vinny's like inner dialogue mm -hmm. a little bit at the same time. Um, I was gonna keep track of all of them, but I didn't. Yeah, they're 
There were a lot. So yeah, so it starts off with um, with the crew, uh, Vinny, Barney, and Vinny's wife at the time rolling up to the witness protection house in these suburbs. And right from the get-go, Steve Martin's accent is just killing me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like his New the, York, his the, like Italian New York yeah, accent. The over-the-top Italian New York accent coming out of Steve Martin. Yeah, it was pretty bad, but also enjoyable. After I got over the initial like, oh, this is cute, like, it was fine. I never, I didn't not like it. I didn't, it it wasn't that I not, it it wasn't that I didn't like it. It was just like, it threw me off. Yeah. Because it was so over the top. But it's like also kind of classic, cheesy, yeah, Steve Martin comedy type. That's stuff, the thing, like, yeah. I wasn't really taking anything seriously Yeah. while I was watching it. I was yeah, just ne- kind ne- of enjoying neither was it. I. It was just like, I was like, whoa, what yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there's that little bit with the social security number where Vinny seems to have no idea what a social security number is. He just slowly, do like, slowly saying numbers off, and um, Barney is just, like, looking at him, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of deal and at the very end he says two numbers he's like that's one too many that was a fun little joke take the size off (laughs) Um, and then we get some shots of Vinny and his wife settling into the house and we get another tile card and then we jump over to uh, to uh, Barney's to the FBI office Mm -hmm. and then this is where we're introduced like Barney's partner and how things are pretty like Barney seems pretty like straight by the book type of guy mm-hmm. right and his partner wants to go undercover mm-hmm. yeah his partner really wants to go undercover mm-hmm. um, so we're introduced to that space and we jump over to Barney's house which is like right it's like right on the ocean wasn't it mm-hmm it's a pretty nice house. Yeah, it looked like a cute place. And then this is where we're learning that his wife is a like a like a therapist to athletes. Right. And but you can tell the second that kid <laughs> leaves the um, house, like as soon as I saw him, I was like, "She's she's messing with that kid," <laughs> like. This yeah. is this is an affair situation. And then she just walks out and Cassie's like, I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going with him too. Because he, he was like a baseball player getting like sent down to the minors or something. And she's like, I'm going with him to mm-hmm. Wichita or something like that. Yeah. And I got to be honest with you. Barney did not seem too upset about this situation. He's like, you're leaving? Yeah, he seemed more confused. Yeah. I'd... And she's like talking about how his he wears the wrong... Wait, did she say he wore the wrong socks? She doesn't like that he has a system for his pancakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have this note that he, that Barney has a system for everything. Yeah. And she doesn't like that. He's too predictable. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the whole time I was like, if I was him, I'd just be glad she left. He kind of seemed like he didn't really care, so. Yeah. Like, literally, not one ounce of 
like like I don't know not one ounce of like what's the word I'm looking for sadness sad yeah sadness or anything mm-hmm. like frustration anger nothing he's just like all right yeah and just cuts to the next scene well I mean he just found out that she was hanging out with that other kid so well that's what I'm saying though like yeah no reaction basically yeah and then we go back to Vinny's house I like that scene yeah and I forget if this was before or after but we go back to Vinny's home and Vinny's wife is leaving I forget if this happened already or not she left first she left first yeah Yeah. so Vinny's wife was like nah I'm not doing this witness protection thing I'm going yeah, back to New York yeah it was funny because they basically as soon as Barney left she was like well I'm out <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this like the second do you think that actually happened to the real guy? Oh yeah. 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 Um, oh yeah, that that would make sense as he had a girlfriend that he married that yeah. he married under a fake name. But um, so we we end up uh, okay. This is where we get the scene with with uh, Vinny grocery shopping for the first time. Mm-hmm. That that one made me laugh. Just there's a part where the the um I don't know what you would even call him. There's like an attendant at the store who keeps trying to help him and saying like, "Oh, are you finding things okay?" kind of thing. And, uh, Vinny just is like, "Fuck you." <laughs> like, every time he talks to him, "Fuck you." It was like. <laughs> Yeah, the guy's like being super nice and polite to him. Yeah. It was so like New York yeah. to Portland feeling. It was like how how I thought New Yorkers were. Yeah. Oh man, it was so good. <laughs> it made me just think I wish I could be like that to strangers. <laughs> Did it? I mean, not people who are trying to be nice to me, but yeah. um yeah, that's a just the whole grocery store grocery store sequence was pretty good. Yeah, like he gets the um, he gets the the um, got something in your eye. Yeah, but it's fine. I'm listening. He gets the price gun, and he marks yeah. down all the meat to like thirty nine cents each or something like that, thirty five yeah. or thirty nine cents or something, and it's just grocery cart full of meat. Yeah. He bought a bunch of steaks mm-hmm. for thirty nine cents each. Um, then he goes out and apparently he hops in the wrong car, not yeah. the actual car that he was given. Yeah, that and was funny. Up, yeah, he ends up getting arrested, and um, this is where I made the note that there's title cards just keep happening. I'm like, there's too many of these to keep track of. I'm done. But during this, um, right before this part, this is where we're introduced to Joan Cusack's character. She's like the district or the the district attorney. Yeah. Yeah. And very straight laced, by the book type of person also. And she's. Yeah. As soon as you see her character, you're like, oh, she and Rick Moranis are gonna get together. <laughs> kind of right. Yeah. It's pretty. Um, 
It's a little predictable. Yeah. But she's so cute in this movie. Yeah? Yeah. She's interrogating Vinny, and Vinny has an answer for everything. Yeah, he's such a quick liar. Yeah. That was one of the best parts of the whole movie, was just watching him lie. And then Barney comes, shows up, get Vinny out of there. He's like, no, he's under witness protection. You can't arrest him. He needs to go to New York and testify. Right. He's like, what are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, blah, 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 blah. Sean. (laughs) (laughs) She's saying that, um, like, he can't take him because the crime... The crimes are big crimes for their small town, but in New York, they're smaller crimes, and uh, Barney's just saying, no, he's got to testify in New York in a few days. You can't have him. Yeah. I usually do a lot better with these recaps when we, like, when we end up doing the podcast, like, the night after we watch the movie. But we watched this movie a couple days ago. Oh, I think it's fine. It's just you can't be saying blah, blah, blah (laughs) Blah, blah. in place of what actually happened. (laughs) But that's what I'm saying is I've taken in so much content since then. I'm like, parts of this movie have kind of faded from my memory. Well, not for me. Um, And then we go and we meet Hannah's family. Like her kids. Yeah, she has a couple kids and her... Her ex is the guy from Home Alone. It's Harry. Yeah. That's what, that was my note. But I did hey, not recognize him hey, until later in the movie. I, I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't recognize who it was until later in the movie when he gets thrown down the stairs and falls down the stairs. Then I was like, oh, it's the guy from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Which makes sense. Daniel Stern. Yeah. It's the actor's name. But so he's there. He just walks in. He's like, it's my house. I, she's like, you can't just come in. He's like, I, what are you talking about? It's my house. He sells a key to get in. He comes over to take the kids. And then we get a shot of her just kind of around the house doing like housework and stuff. But she goes off like kind of saying how like she does the, di- the dishes in solitary. Like she keeps saying a bunch of like everything's in solitary. Do you remember that? No, not really. You don't? I made a note of it saying she's in solitary because she said the word solitary like five to ten times. Oh. I was going to say something about earlier in the movie. What part? When... So when she and, and Barney are arguing over Vinny... Yeah. Um... A good compromise that would have like stopped this whole movie from happening would have been like just hold him in a cell like she could have held him in the prison and for his crimes there and then he could have just taken him back to New York to testify when when it was time but then you couldn't get up to his wacky adventures I know but I'm just saying we saw what happened when he was held in the cell later in the movie that's he wasn't <laughs> held in that cell though. Exactly. <laughs> um, he sweet talks his way out of everything. Pretty much, he's like a super smooth talker. Yeah. Um, so while she's doing all this stuff and she's doing the dishes, she uh, kills the turtle, 
the son, her, her son's turtle that we're introduced to. Yeah. She accidentally throws him into the garbage disposal. And the scene, she like looks in sh like horror as the turtle's the turtle like circling even... the sink. Yeah. And she's just frozen in terror. I know. I was like, just turn the switch off. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I was thinking too. Turn the switch off and like put your hand it, over the top of the... And then the second the turtle goes down into the garbage disposal, that's when she turns the switch off. Yeah. Man. She murdered that turtle. She murdered it. And then, um, where we uh, there's this. Okay, so is Carol? I'm looking at the um, not this is a little tangent, but I'm looking at the cast. Yeah. Is Carol Kane? Is that the old lady from Kimmy Schmidt? Um, I think so. I mean, Scrooge. Hang on. The yeah, yeah, the Umber, yeah. 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 Okay. She was the girlfriend, right? Later. Yeah. 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 In the movie, yeah. Okay. Um. So Barney and his partners—they're doing a stakeout. They're trying to catch somebody for um, for like credit card fraud. And it turns out to be Vinny. Right. <laughs> like all the new crime in town is yeah. Vinny. Um, then Todd, right after this happens, Todd sees Joan, like, walking a shopping cart down. He goes out and he's talking to her. And he's, at this point, he's kind of, he follows her into the pet store. Because she goes to the pet store to buy the, to buy a new turtle. And then this is where Vinny sees the pet store owner, but then the owner says something to him um, that he catches, and he's like, wait a minute. Like something that somebody he used to know would say to him. Oh, yeah. And then when she it's leaves. The yeah. Yeah, the parrot, that's right. <clears throat> the parrot says, You're under arrest. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I used to know somebody who had a parrot that said that. And then the guy's like, Yeah, you did. And then he's like, oh, my gosh, that's my friend. Yeah. My fellow criminal working at the pet shop. <laughs> and uh, and then my next note is Barney and Vinny get go get drunk. Yeah. So is this the part where. Where Vinny's like, or Barney's like, goes up to Vinny and is like, hey, you can't be doing all this crime or something. Yeah. He's like, you need to loosen up. Let's go get a drink. Or, And then he's trying to talk him up about like asking Hannah out. Yeah. How long has it been, Anna? Hey, no, no, don't push buttons, cat. What do you mean, how long has it been? That's my next note. How long has it been? Do you know what that's in reference to? No. And then there's, okay, so then there's this part where Vinny is letting Barney know that he's with him. He keeps saying, I'm with you. Barney's like, Yeah. He says that, like, they go, there's a back and forth there. They go back and forth for a minute where Vinny's like, 
basically letting him know like no i'm like since i'm doing what i'm doing i'm basically fbi yeah so i could do what i want basically <laughs> it is interesting um and then Vinny goes out to dinner with all the old mobsters like they like we learned that this is basically the community where they send everybody that's in witness protection from new york to mm -hmm. so they all know each other they're mm -hmm. all there and uh vinnie's immediately like well we got enough people here to start a crime wave well that comes up because he's talking about the money he's getting from the fbi and they're like yeah those checks end like after you once they're done with you those checks end so, yeah so like he's looking around at people that have regular jobs he's like i can't do like he's not a regular job guy yeah he's like i'm not doing that so so then we get uh the crime wave right with the swordfish <laughs> he just basically shows him doing a bunch of crimes and then uh Vinny gets arrested again this time he gets pulled over for like speeding or something and they find the swordfish in his trunk and all the and a bunch of like well like cassette or like cassette players or something like yeah, that. Yeah, cassette players and books. And uh Hannah's like asking him where he got everything and he's coming up with the funny lies about stuff. Um it was a pretty funny scene. <laughs> yeah. At one point, he's just like playing with the basketball and she's like, so what are you doing? Sit down. And then he kind of does, but then he doesn't. He, um, Barney shows back up to bail him out again. Mm -hmm. And this time Barney's a little frustrated. But isn't this like the... This is when Vinny really starts pushing him to like talk to her, right? Yeah, I think so. Like he hasn't talked to her yet, but um, after this, they have a conversation about it. Then it cuts to Vinny and Barney on a plane going back to New York to testify for the first time. Right. <clears throat> um, then there's a big welcome party when they get off the airplane in New York and it's a bunch of Vinny's family. And this is basically a setup. Like, the whole thing was planned to, like, take the attention away from Barney so Vinny could kind of sneak out. Yeah. So Barney goes looking for Vinny. And, but he knows where he's going to be because he was talking about going to his tailor to get a new suit. Mm -hmm. So... He just happens to know exactly where to go. Gets there and Vinny's like, what? You need a new suit. And so they get him all fitted for a suit. Mm -hmm. And Rick Moranis is looking pretty spiffy in his fitted suit. Yeah, he definitely looked better. <laughs> yeah, because up to that point, he's just kind of, you know, kind of nerdy, straight guy walking around in the kind of baggy suit. He looked like a cop. He was wearing like a, yeah, not a trench coat, but something like that. Mm-hmm. So they get the new suit and then they're back in the room and Barney's ordering room service for him and Vinny's like, Vinny smooth talks his way 
does some stuff. And he's like, no, you're you're wrinkling the pants. He's like, I'm gonna go get these uh, pants pressed now. I'll be back in like five minutes or something like that. And he ends up sneaking out again, and Barney recognizes what I he's doing. I knew it was happening right away. I think it's funny that it took Barney a second to be like, wait, I just let him leave. Yeah. So he grabs all of his stuff, and or he does not all of his stuff. He grabs his coat and like his hat and shoes and runs out the door. Mm-hmm. And. He goes to where Vinny's at, which is basically like a nightclub. Mm-hmm. It seems like Vinny used to frequent a lot. And um, here, Vinny's like, look, what does he say? He says, we could, even, we could either sit in the hotel and watch TV or we could drink with girls. Mm-hmm. So he convinces Barney pretty easily to... To drink with girls. To drink with girls. And they have a really good time. <clears throat> they have they have a dance number. Mm-hmm. Like like I was like, oh like my first time I was like, okay, there's dancing happening here. And then I was like, oh, okay, this is a dance number. It's a scene. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like an entire scene. It was super fun to watch too. It made me laugh a couple times. Mm-hmm. And it's broken up by those mobsters that show up mm-hmm. to try to kill Vinny. And then we hop into the courtroom for the testimony. Um, do you re- really remember anything from this? Yeah, kind of. Um, Vinny's testifying. Um, it seems like he's putting a spin on things, but mostly telling the truth. And because um, it has to do with the death. He's, yeah. he's talking about the reason behind a murder. That he did not commit, somebody else committed. And again, they're and they're trying to catch him, like lying or something. But right. he's, he's just super smooth talker. Yeah, he's just like, dude, this is the way it went down. Basically, makes him look like an idiot. Um, yeah, and then the mobsters come in, just as uh, I keep wanting to call her Joan, just as Hannah is saying, she she's trying to create a case against Finney too. That's later on, right? No. No, yeah, that's later on. Oh, okay. Never mind. Um, So they hop on a plane. They go back to San Diego. Um, Then the... See, I was a little confused here because I thought that Vinny showed up to Hannah's house to take the kids to batting practice, it sounded like. But they actually ended up going to a ball game. Wait. I'm confused because you said the mobsters broke up the courtroom that happened when hannah was there that didn't happen no the first no time. the mobsters broke up the dance when they first tried to shoot him oh yeah 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 okay yeah. that makes sense um so we're back in san diego and they go to the ball game and but this is like a setup for Vinny to set up barney and hannah together basically right <clears throat> and you know what's happening right when it is the movie's a bit predictable yeah. Like when once you see the scene laid out, you're like, okay, this is what's gonna happen. And yeah. then it kinda does. And I, but everything's still really funny, so it's still worth it. Yeah, I like this little um this little scene where Vinny is teaching Hannah's kids to protect their wallet. Yeah. <laughs> when, yeah, it brought back some memories. Telling them how easy it is for somebody to steal a wallet from you. Mm-hmm. Like see this is what they do. They bump into you and blah blah blah. But that was pretty good. Um, 
Man, and then we're back at the grocery store for a second time. Well, no. First, Barney asks Hannah out at the end. Yes, yes, you're right. They set up a date. At the end of the game, yeah. and they set up a date. And then we're back at the grocery store. And this is when Vin, uh, this is when uh, Vinny meets his girlfriend. He sees her in the, like the <laughs> like the cooler section. That She's part was at so something. funny. He just goes up to her and says, "You know, it's dangerous for you to be standing in the frozen aisle." And she's like, what? Why? And then he's like, because you could melt all this food. And she just goes, ah. <laughs> <laughs> just falls into his arms and they walk off together. Yeah. <clears throat> it was pretty funny. And then. <laughs> it was way over the top, but it was cute. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we um, <clears throat> cut to, to a scene with. Barney getting woken up with a phone call in the middle of the night and it's Vinny calling him telling him that he just got married right <clears throat> which we found out really happened mm-hmm. don't worry I didn't use my real name <laughs> and then uh, so and then we go to the date with with Barney and Hannah where Barney invited Hannah to to like a what was it, like an FBI function like a local law enforcement function type That's of deal what it seemed like um it was at a nice restaurant by the on the beach. Yeah. Um, she seemed like she wasn't having a good time at first, but then they started dancing and just yeah, hit yeah. it off. She asked her to dance. She's like, I don't know how to dance. Like, neither do I. But I could do this one dance. Mm-hmm. And then it just turns the into merengue. a yeah. And then it just turns into a whole another dance number. Yeah, it's another dance scene. They're they're dancing down hallways. They're dancing on the beach. They're dancing everywhere. The dance went on for a very long time. And then, he, and then his partner's like following them around doing his own dancing. Just that was crazy. hilarious. <laughs> his partner has the most hilarious dance moves. It was so good. Like that's that's what I liked about this movie was there's just like so much fun that they had with it. It was very like when I picked this movie. It, this was the movie I was hoping for when I picked it. Good. It was just kind of that cheesy, corny. 90s comedy but also had some heart and kind of feel and it was just feel good yeah you know what i mean which is yeah it's just it's pretty classic for that time period Mm -hmm. if you know the kind of feel good comedy 90s thing i'm talking about this is that movie this is where the term cheesy came from (laughs) but in a really good way yeah yeah uh, after the date, they're getting to know each other. The kiss. That's this yeah. part, right? It, it, it's right before, like, we're right before that part because I have another note in there with about, oh, they get to her house and she Oh my gosh, that conversation. Coffee. Yeah. That was so good. She's like, he's like, um, Oh, she said, do you want to come in and have a cup of coffee or something? And he goes, as long as it won't wake up the kids. And Hannah goes, the kids are at my mom's. And then (laughs) Barney goes, the kids are at your mom's. And she goes, yes, the kids are at my mom's. And then they kiss. And 
it's just like so beautiful. And then what makes it more beautiful is that she's about three inches taller than him. Mm-hmm. And he, they're kissing and then they stop for a second and he just steps up onto a step next to her to make them the, like the same height and then they keep kissing, mm. which I thought was super adorable. It's like what me and you have to do. No, it's not. <laughs> Um, it was very adorable. Um, I think that was like my favorite kiss scene in the movie ever. Really? Potentially, yeah. Nice. That's fun. Yeah. Um, I don't really like kiss scenes that much, actually, but that one, they just made it fun. Yeah, I guess kiss scenes are. It's Usually not, they're like whatever. I think about. They're just overdone. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> cut to next morning, and Harry from um, Home Alone shows up again. And this is the scene you were talking about where he just bursts right through the door and if Rick Moranis' character, Barney's just like, immediately like, when he's like, puts him in an arm lock or something. Yeah. <laughs> and throws him out. Throws him out the door and tells him to ring the bell next time. Yeah. Or ring the damn bell is like, what he says. Yeah. And this is the part where he falls on the ground, his face is kind of scuffed, and then you have He that, had a leaf oh in his God. mouth that he had to blow out. <laughs> That's when I was like, oh, home alone. <laughs> um, then we cut back to the FBI office, and Barney and his partner get assigned a real undercover case where they're like, it might take a while, you might be gone for weeks, and Barney's kind of bummed out because he just got into this new thing with Hannah. Right. And he didn't really want to do it, but he's like, oh, I have to. And then this is, right after this is when Vinny starts the fundraising scheme because they get a big shipment of just uh, empty water uh, well, water jugs, like the yeah. water jugs that you put in the coolers at an office. Right. Um. So he starts this scheme to um, raise money for a baseball field for the kids. Like that's what he's saying he's doing. Yeah, but, but he's taking man, all the money. These jugs are filling up fast. I know. <laughs> I'm like, dude, is everybody giving their Every, change in this everybody, small town? Everybody's taking all the change they've ever saved in their entire lives and dumping them into these jugs. If you think about it, this town probably has like 100 people living there. Probably more than a hundred, but okay. it's a small town. It has like a it's thousand. It's a smallish town, yeah. But like all these people are paying like $20 a, per- a person into this change thing oh, to make yeah. this happen. Every, every single person yeah. that walks up to the to, to to the register is putting money in this thing. Yeah, because he just has these huge full things. And he's, he's collecting them every week, so they're full like that every week. Mm-hmm. That makes zero sense. At one point he puts them in his trunk and there's like five full ones in there already and he puts them in there and the trunk hits the ground or the yeah it drags on the the, ground the tailpipe drags on the ground um that would just never happen so at one point we cut to the hotel room where barney and his partner are undercover and their boss has basically been there this whole time he's always there and i haven't noticed like they're undercover why is their fbi boss hanging out with them in their room for that's a dialogue dead, that's a dead like you're not undercover at that point you have an fbi agent hanging out in your room with you mm-hmm. like what's the point of even staying in this hotel <laughs> right um I, that is kind of caught 
caught my attention because I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, if you're if you're undercover, your boss wouldn't be hanging out with you the whole time yeah. in his FBI gear. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> then, That's funny. Uh, I didn't even catch that while we were watching it. When, when we're talking about it, everybody throwing money in there, the kids, Hannah's kids, are going to go get some ice cream, and they see the jug, and they skip out on the ice cream to put all the money they have into there. Right? That one kid had <clears throat> some... He was dedicated because the guy had the cone ready for him and then he turned it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if that cone's ready, I don't want to be rude. I'm buying that ice cream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Personally. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then Vinny gets caught doing this with the money. Right. Because, well, he gets caught because the kids go and tell their mom that they donated to that. Yeah. And yeah. That's she puts right. two and two together. And then Vinny starts like, hey, I, I want to make this deal. And Hannah's like, you want to make a deal with me? And basically he's like, yeah, there's some big buy- there's a couple of big buyers in town. They want to buy this stuff and go back up to Canada. Well, that turns out to be Barney and his partner mm-hmm. are the people that he thinks. Like Barney and his partner were undercover to bust Vinny. And Vinny accidentally busts their undercover scheme right <clears throat> yeah that was kind of funny and so at this point barney's just fed up with him everybody's kind of fed up with him and they put him in they put him in a, a cell and barney goes to see him to talk to him about stuff and the cell's not even locked mm-hmm. then he's just able to walk around as he wants he's like oh yeah i prefer to use this phone out here it's better, or the the I forget if it was the phone or the bathroom in the offices or whatever it was. He said he didn't like using the bathroom in the cell, so they let him use the one in the yeah, hallway. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he wants to make a phone call, so he asks the cop if he should use the one in the. It's like in the lounge or <laughs> the office. Yeah, and he also has like a like a pillow with his name on it in his cell. That the. The cop that has a crush on him, she made that for him. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. We haven't really mentioned that this whole time, but there's like the cop who's basically like always with the, always with Hannah, mm-hmm. just has a crush on Vinny, like the biggest crush. Yeah. And uh, Vinny goes and makes that call that you're talking about to, we don't, we don't find out exactly what it's for until later. But, um, then basically Vinny's at an arra- like an arraignment for what he's been doing and then he's like hey no I was actually going to use that money for the baseball field mm-hmm. and they're like no you weren't and then he's like but that's what that phone call was yeah that's what that phone call ended up being but Barney's like no we can't keep him arrested because people are trying to kill him and then Hannah's like who's trying to like nobody's going to show up here and try to kill him and mm-hmm. then this is when the mobsters show up Mm-hmm. And try to kill him in the... In the courtroom. Yeah, in the courtroom. And then we cut out. And, you know, Vinny's like... Vinny escapes the courtroom by himself. He takes off. And he, him and the cop who has a crush on him. Mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you could use my use my yeah. vehicle. And then... Yeah, she's like, take my keys in my car. And Wait, take take me. <laughs> take me. And then she says... Just tell them that you held me hostage. And yeah. as they're driving off, she puts her head on his shoulder. Yeah, it's very cute. Um, so he drives off to a baseball field 
and everybody shows up there and they're like what you actually were getting he's like see I was actually getting made and and Hannah's like no you just did that with basically you just did that because you knew that you got caught so you had to do it but and then this part killed me a little bit so the mobsters show up there mm-hmm. right they escape this courtroom after trying to shoot it up then they show up they at show the up. baseball field they show up at the baseball field right yeah, they just know exactly and, where he is all the time. And Vinny, Vinny takes the girl's gun mm-hmm. and sh- like shoots the guns out of their hand. Mm-hmm. And then all within seconds, there's five, six cops just pounce on them. Mm-hmm. Like, what were these cops doing before that? <laughs> like, why did it take the the random gangster guy? They're hanging out in the hallway. No, they were on the baseball field. It was a bad joke. <laughs> that part kind of killed me, though. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just that silliness that doesn't really matter. I said this. I made a note that said this field is built on a mound of lies. <laughs> yes. And then we cut to one year later. Right. I, th- I think part of that is because, like, he went off... During that whole sequence, he went off on a big tangent about, like, a bike that his uncle was going to buy him as a little kid. Mm-hmm. He, so he was, like, explaining how he could never let these kids in the community down because of how he has been heartbroken in the past by, by not getting something that he was promised mm-hmm. as a present, as a gift. Anyway, he jumped to one year later. His whole family is running the baseball uh, field. Yeah, and his ex's both have new husbands that were both in witness their own witness protection programs mm-hmm. and then he's married i assume he's married to the cop at this point yeah i don't think they, they ever had show a baby him. i know but i don't think they show him with her at all we never yeah. see barney again he goes up to her at the end oh does he yeah but he we sits don't by her we don't see barney again we don't no at oh. this end sequence we don't see barney um, but hannah was there yeah hannah was there Oh. I wonder if they just maybe shot this later or shot this at a time when he just wasn't available or something. But yeah, so we don't get like any real closure with Barney's character. I did not even notice. Yeah, because after the sequence with at the baseball field before the year after, we don't see him again. Hmm. And uh, that's it for the movie. Vinny married the cop. They had a kid living happily ever after in the town. And the kids are playing baseball. And the kids, Hannah's kids are playing baseball, and all the kids are playing baseball. They run out in little suits. Yeah. <laughs> like little baseball Baseball theme, mobsters. Like, yeah, baseball themed suits. The good. colors of his suit were ketchup and mustard in that last scene. Were they? Yeah. I mean, he was wearing a red shirt with a yellow tie and a white jacket. Yeah. It was very hot doggy. Hot doggy. What are you looking up? Well, my phone's dead. So I'm looking up this movie for do, 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 Google Play reviews. This hasn't aged too well, and the pacing is pretty clunky, but the script is clever and wonderful performances from a great cast save this comedic take on Henry Hill's story. Plus, I'm biased because parts were shot near my hometown. 
but there's way too much dancing for a mob story. Come on. Four stars. I like the dancing. The dancing was one of my favorite parts. This is one of my favorite Steve Martin movies. No matter how many times I've seen it, I can't help but laugh. Five stars. I have to say, though, when we watched this, up until today, I had no idea this was based on a real person. Really? Yeah. Continue. <clears throat> In my top five all time. Oh my gosh, I want their list. Five stars. I want to <laughs> know want what I want to know what their favorite movies are. Stupid waste of time. One star. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how subjective movies can be? Yeah. Here, here's two. Here's another review that's right above the one I just said. One of my all time favorites. Five stars. Then stupid waste of time. One star. Mm-hmm. Funniest Steve Martin movie ever. Five stars. Yeah. This seems, it has an overall 4.6. People seem to love this movie. Generally. They Gen- either love generally. it or one person hated it. Well, what is our rating of this movie, Anna? What is your rating? What is my rating? Mm-hmm. I always like you to go first. I want you to go first <clears throat> this time. I am going to give this, I, I like this movie. Um, found parts of it funny. Um... Some parts didn't quite work for me overall, even though it is what I was expecting it to be. But at the same time, what I was expecting it to be was kind of that average 90s comedy Mm -hmm. type deal. So I'm going to give it a three out of five. Good, not great. That's kind of where I'm sitting with it. How about you? Um... I'm trying to decide. I I kind of like on a whim, just like without thinking about it too much, want to give it four out of five. It's kind of worse. I felt like I feel like you're a little higher on this movie than I am. Yeah, I liked it. Um, it made me laugh a lot. I went into it in a good mindset. Um, it was predictable, but it was really enjoyable, yeah. and you can't predict the humor. You know, yeah, this is... Like, I, you you could predict the, where the story was going a little bit, but you couldn't predict how it was going to happen. Yeah, I think part of the reason why I give it a three is because, you know, love the cast. Mm-hmm. Love Steve Martin, love Rick Moranis. A big reason why I wanted to watch this movie. I also really loved uh, Joan Cusack. Joan Cusack yeah, in yeah, this. they're all great. Mm-hmm. But with that said, I feel like a lot of these 90s movies have a lot of rewatchability and stuff like that. Right. This is not a movie I feel like I care to watch again. That's true. I had fun with it watching it, but it wasn't enough for, like, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. Ever? unless Unless it's just randomly on it somewhere. I'll never go out of my way to watch this movie again. Maybe that's where we differ, because I feel like I would watch it again. Yeah. So it makes sense if you gave it a four. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would go out of my way to, though. Well, I feel that that me going out of my way is basically like, oh, I'm going to watch, like, I'm going to scroll through HBO Max, find this movie, <laughs> and put it on because I want to watch it. Right. Like, I don't see myself ever doing that. If it was on, like, if somebody else, if, if I came into the room and you're watching it, I'd probably sit down and watch some of it. Yeah. You know? But 
So you had a four? Yeah. I'm just going to stick with that. Favorite character? Also, part of my rating comes straight from that kiss scene. <laughs> that like bumped it up like in like just a no, like a whole star for you? Like a whole number for you? Yeah. That that took it from a three to a four? It's, it's definitely a factor. Nice. Favorite character? I also... Oh, there's more. I also like the part in the first dance scene in the bar when they were all dancing on the couch. Yeah. I just liked that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. There were just specific, there's specific imagery in the movie that I'm like, this is working. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there, yeah there's definitely those scenes I liked a lot in the movie too. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't enough for me to be like, that's so like that's something I want to watch again. Yeah. You know. Favorite character. I have to think about it for a minute. Who's I mean, your favorite? Who is my favorite? I mean maybe I think I got the biggest laugh. Oh, I don't know. I'm trying to think because when when Rick Moranis was hitting with some of his comedic beats, mm -hmm. it was like laugh out loud funny. Yeah. See, Martin had some of those too, though. You know. You don't have to base it on humor. Who do you like the best? I well, I don't. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm kind of weighing them a little bit against each other. I think if I had to choose one, I would go with. Steve Martin's Vinny. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the lies. It's it's close, but his character was just his character is what like carried them. You know, he mm -hmm. was the main character. Like Rick Moranis was awesome. He had Joan Cusack was awesome, but it all like it was centered around Vinny. Yeah, it was all centered around Vinny. And Vinny was a part of all those humorous parts with the other people for the most part. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. But, um... I found my favorite character. Who's that? Is it, uh, Bill? Is it Kirby? How did you know? Yeah, it's Kirby. Because of the dance moves? That's Bar That's all his humor. That's Barney's, uh, partner. Yeah. Kirby. He's my favorite. He was killing it with those dance moves until he hurt his knee. Every, pretty much every part that I, he was in was good. Yeah, every time he showed up, he he had a pretty. He delivered. Yeah, he pretty. He was pretty good. Um, what are we currently into, Anna? We're done with my blue heaven. Wow, we did it. We did it. Now it's time to move on to what are we currently into? What are we watching? Modern Family. I'm Anna, on season five. Anna has been plowing through Modern Family. It's so good. It's really fun to watch back to back. Not having seen the show since it aired. Um, we owned the first two seasons on DVD. That's how old that was. But so I had seen those multiple times, but um, everything else I hadn't seen since it aired. Mm -hmm. And we had to wait every week to watch it. And it was a long show, so there's like eight years of episodes that I only saw one week apart as they were coming out. I haven't seen some of these in 10 years. Yeah. 
So. Yeah, I think there's what, 10 total seasons? I think so. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so it's been really fun rewatching it. I'm just breezing right through it. Anything else? Um, for you? We have been kind of a little bit on a different leg. It's been pretty common since I've been working that we've been kind of separate with what we've been watching. I'll after I get off work, I'll usually watch an episode or two of Modern Family with Anna. Yeah. But I'm also watching stuff while I'm working, too. I've been having a hard time watching anything too serious or dramatic or stressful. Yeah. Um. So I've I've really been geared towards like comedies and. Um, not really even watching any movies. I really want to watch my favorite movie, but I shouldn't mention it again because I mention it all the time. Um, I did watch something else recently, though. Do you remember what it was? You watched something else recently? Yeah. Oh, it was Miss Marvel. Did you finish that? Or no. you just watched a couple episodes? You I, still have a couple more to go. Yeah, I still have like three more. Yeah. Yeah, I finished that a, a little while back. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> I've watched a few things. Mm-hmm. I just finished The Bear tonight, did, FX show. Did you like it? Excellent show. I might watch it. This, I watched I watched part of an episode with you, and I was really intrigued by it. Yeah, it's about a guy who, who inherits a restaurant from his brother who committed suicide. But it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. And he has a sister too, right? Yeah, there's a sister. And I um season finale was really good. It's definitely gonna be one of those shows that when the second season comes out, I'm gonna hop back on. Like mm-hmm. right away. Um What We Do in the Shadows, we started watching oh my again. Gosh, That's yes. back. Love that show, me and Anna. That's a show me and Anna watch together. Yeah. So we have to watch that one yeah. together. I would need to see Sean's face while we're watching that show. Oh yeah, yeah. I love that show. It's it's really good. I like seeing you smile, and I like it when we just laugh at the same stuff together. You know, I, I've always been so. Um, I remember being so skeptical about the show because I love the movie. Yeah. And the, the show sh- is so the show funny. Is so good. It's and so a, good. And it ties into the movie at times too. It's so awesome. Yeah. The little universe they created there. Guillermo is my favorite. I freaking love him. Guillermo. <laughs> Guillermo. Um, I saw Nope. Yeah, you I did. watched Nope. I went, Anna let me go. Take a couple hours and go see that in theaters because I'm a, I'm a Jordan Peele fan. I didn't let you go, Sean. You're allowed to go see well, movies. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind of one of those things where Anna still can't really go to theaters. Yeah. So... I'm trying not to see too much in theaters. You know, I don't want to see too much without you. So I'm trying to pick and choose. Like, I really want to see this one. And I really wanted to see Nope in theaters. Mm-hmm. Partially because I'm a Jordan Peele fan. And I was expecting it to be kind of a large scope of a movie, mm-hmm. which it was. So seeing it on the big screen was pretty awesome. I'd recommend that overall. Um,. Not my favorite Jordan Peele movie, though. What's your favorite one? Get Out. That's my favorite, too. Yeah. So far. Um, my buddy, our friend, Chris, asked me 
where I would rank it in Jordan Peele's three movies. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I really think it depends on how you feel about aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't care for alien stuff, then I think I'll fall to the bottom of your list. But I like alien stuff. So for me, it's firmly in the middle. I was a big fan of Us. I liked Us, but it got a little too messy for me. It didn't stick the landing. It's so messy. Sometimes I still am trying to figure it out in my head. Yeah. But it, that movie is just like un, unknowable. Like you just don't know. Yeah. It's too open-ended on like so many fronts. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, since Anna was watching so much Modern Family, I kind of wanted to watch a sitcom. And a show that we were watching at one point that we just kind of gave up on, I decided to start watching it while I was at work, was The Goldbergs. Mm-hmm. So I watched season set. I watched three seasons of The Goldbergs. Honestly, I haven't been really jealous of that at all. You shouldn't be. It's nothing special. Yeah. I was just kind of, it's just kind of noise when I'm working. Some parts are funny. Very formulaic. It's you're not rewatching anything, right? You're just picking up where we left. I, off. Yeah, I just picked up where we left off. Because the first, the first few seasons of Goldbergs are really good. Yeah. But the reason we stopped watching together was that the episodes became really cookie cutter, and it was like we were watching the same episode every week. And one thing I noticed watching them, watching three seasons, mm-hmm. is the characters don't learn anything. And they basically repeat the same storylines like every year. Yeah, the same mistakes. Yeah, the same mistakes, same storylines. So it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't regret watching it. <clears throat> and uh, the rehearsal, that's what I want to talk about a little bit. I showed it to Anna the other day. I'm not totally sure how she feels about it. But I am very fascinated by this show. We only watched one episode, right? I watched watched the second episode. Why? I was going to watch it with you. I wasn't sure. I watched it last night. I would recommend it. I wanted to watch it with you. I did not know that. I'm sorry. (laughs) Well, because after we watched the first one, you kind of seemed... You're like, yeah, I liked it. But you kind of seemed a little... I was warm just, on it. That was just um, your mood. Yeah, it was like an energy bad level. Day. Okay. Well, you watch the second episode, get caught up on it, and then I'll make sure to watch the next one with you. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess I mean that's kind of a lot. There's been more, but this segment's kind of going on for a while. Yeah, that's fine. We don't need to go on much further with this. Um. Yeah, guess that's it. So, so what's next, Anna? Are we jumping back into Buster Keaton? Yes, we are. Buster Keaton Part Two, Two, True, True, True. We will be watching The Playhouse, The Boat, Cops, and Electric House. All short films, right? Correct. No feature length in there. No. Good. All short films that you can find on YouTube. This will be the last of our episodes featuring his short films. Okay. Um, and after this, I'll probably choose an 
I kind of want to go the comedy route. I don't want to do more Buster Keaton after this. Oh, you're going to take a Buster, Buster Keaton break? Yeah. But we'll come... Because after that, we only have his full-length movies. So it'll be some that and we come back to. There are, like... I have seven of them listed that I want to watch. Um, but I think I'm going to veer into a comedy. Okay. Well, we'll cross that bridge so. when we get there. The full length ones, I feel like we can, we can go back to anytime. Sounds good. Um, but I am looking forward to watching these shorts. All right, there you have it, people. Um, Don't call them people. <laughs> people. <laughs> there are babies. Oh no, no, they're not. They're not our babies. That's weird. I was just saying that because of Chris Delia. Doesn't he call his fans his babies? Yeah. That's immediately what I thought about in my head when you said that. Yeah. So it's like, we can't call them babies. That's, that's taken. That's his thing. What should we call our fans? What should we call our fans? Don't... I guess we... Aren't you supposed to wait until they name themselves? I think we should wait till we have fans. <laughs> we have fans. Yeah, if if you if you want if you want us to for anybody who listens to this, throw out suggestions. Yeah, what do you want to be called? Do you know what oh, do you know what I started watching today real quick? There's this new documentary. It's a documentary series on HBO. Um called The Last oh, what's it called? The Last Movie Stars? Hang on, let me look this up real quick. Um the last yes the last movie stars it is um, a documentary on uh, Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman's lives and it's done by uh, freaking uh, uh, what's his name Anna I don't know that guy's name Ethan Hawke oh it's done by Ethan Hawke, but what he did... So what, what happened was, at one point, there was a ton of interviews that, like, Paul Newman did or something with everybody he knew. Oh. But, and they were going to make some big thing about this or something, but at one point, he burned everything. Oh. Don't know why, or... Paul Newman did? I think that they said it was Paul Newman. I might be mistaken in that part. But anyway, all these recorded interviews were burned. But they found thousands upon thousands of pages of those interviews being transcribed. Oh. So they're all transcribed, right? And what Ethan Hawke did for this interview was he got people, celebrities, to do the voices. You for, mean for the doc? For the doc, yeah. To get people to do the voices for all this oh, that so like cool. george clooney does the voice of paul newman okay and that sounds like a this... really cool documentary yeah so i started sam rockwell's in it yeah I, I sam rockwell martin scorsese uh laura linney um steve zahn sally field sally field maya hawk um, a lot of people. Nice. And it, the only reason why I stopped watching it 
was because I got a little busy with work and it's something I kind of wanted to focus on as I kind of really focus on while working. Um, yeah. Anyway. I don't really know anything about Paul Newman. I can't fully recommend it because I haven't really watched it, but part of the reason why I bring it up is because it piqued my interest on Paul Newman, on them. Mm. Because they met when they were really young and stayed married throughout their entire lives and both had very successful Hollywood careers and did a lot of movies together and stuff. That's cool. So kind of, I'm I'm probably going to end up watching this and probably sometime shortly after probably choose a Paul Newman movie. Well, I want to watch it too. Well, yeah, no, I'd choose it for the podcast. I know, but I'm just... I feel like I need to watch the doc before, oh, so I'll okay. have the context of it. Okay, yeah, sure. But yeah, I just wanted to shout out that real quick, even though I've only watched about 15 minutes of the first episode. But yeah, HBO Max. And that's it. That's it for this. I'm ending this. All right, bye. Bye. Bye.